0: so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, what really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and featured titan for today, Charles Celestio. Charles, thanks so much for taking the time really appreciate you my friend. You got it. So um, as always, I'm super excited about this one. I know so many other people are in anticipation to really get to know you better, deeper, uh, as a man, a professional, the whole nine. So if you don't mind, let's just jump right in. Let's do it. Cool. So uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself,
1: Charles. Well, um, I'm married. I got a beautiful daughter at home and I have kind of a secondary family, which is my real estate family, whether it's agents in my office or agents that I interface with out in the world. um, This is kind of what I'm about. I kind of eat, sleep and breathe real estate. I think part of it is that I'm just really interested in the different facets that happen in a real estate transaction and the people that are involved. And that's kind of why I named my company Synergy, because if you know what the definition is, it's kind of all of these individual parts that come together to equal something bigger than than the individual elements. So if you look at a real estate transaction, that's kind of what it's about. So I try to look at my life the same way. There's all these different things that can happen to you in your life. You gotta put all these pieces together and then make something out of it. i I love that and there's so many
0: you know talking about your family and your extended family so everybody out there who's watching um knows exactly what you're talking about it it really does uh you know extend upon that particular so uh what's your why charles i mean when it comes down before i get into that i mean what got you into the business in the first
1: place i mean what was kind of your lineage and time frame that sort of thing well not unusual with a lot of realtors that get in the business i had a bad real estate transaction and in doing so, I kind of figured out that I could probably do this better. And oddly enough, I actually got my real estate license just to learn how the business works, hmm. not so much to be in real estate. What I lo- what I learned is that you had to hang your license somewhere for a couple years. Uh-huh. So a friend of mine said, hey, you should check out this mm-hmm. company. And I said, okay, but I checked out 10 others too. Because okay. I'm kind of a S- researcher. Smart man, smart man, <laughs> man. here. So it's important to make sure that you hang your shingle at a place that you feel comfortable at. So after I interviewed a few places, I chose a place. And uh, I got my license in July and I had my first transaction in August. And I thought, oh, this isn't that hard if you return phone calls and, you know, answer people's emails and call people. Shocker. Kind of amazing. Yeah, and I think that that's that's a beautiful testament for
0: everybody out there who's watching, whether they're new or seasoned, to really understand the basics, right? And they've never gone away but you've seen that at a very beginning stage of your career and look where you're at now. So what was your progression, Charles? I mean, starting as a new agent and then coming to the position
1: that you're in now? Well, I was in a corporate background before, so I didn't understand that when you got your real estate transaction, that you kind of just did whatever. I was used to getting up in the morning, being prepared, putting a suit on and showing up to work and doing the work. So that's what I did. I put a suit on, I used to wear ties like every day wow, and people yeah. say, why are you so dressed up? Do you have a closing today? I'm like, no, I'm going to work mm-hmm. and I would go to the office and make phone calls and follow up with people and really that's the basics of real estate is there's a lot of static out there about what you can do here or there or different lead generation strategies but the key is, is you just got to do the basics which is go out and touch people. And there's so
0: many takeaways for everybody out there, so hopefully you're paying attention to that. So Charles, in your progression in your career, um, and again, I kind of jumped the gun earlier, but what is your why? What motivates you Hmm. to do
1: what you do to the level that you do it at? Well, I think that intrinsically, I just want to help people. And I've been in positions where, like all of us have, where I've been taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, it hasn't stopped me from wanting to reach out and help people. And I just feel like God gave me a few tools as he gives to all of us. And I just try to accentuate those tools. Um, I often say to my agents, God didn't put me here to be a realtor. He put me here to help people. Mm -hmm. And I just use real estate as that vehicle to meet people and help them. And sometimes I can't help them, but I try really hard to help them. Okay. So that's my, that's kind of my big why is we, we all have a purpose. I think that's what my purpose is, at least for the last 16 and a half years, that's what I thought my purpose was. Just a little bit of time. So that's what I've been kind of pushing. Okay, and I I think that that speaks volumes for your
0: reputation in the community not just with other professionals But the consumers your clients and a part of your extended family if you will Mm -hmm. Um, You you really do care you're trying to help you're trying to guide them through this process and another reason why I would heavily heavily consider You a real estate Titan Charles It's not just because of your overall production and its impact. It's caring. It's it's really changing Uh, people's lives in a
1: positive way. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. I mean, it's obvious that I have a personality that likes to be around people and do things. But I think we as a community, and I mean the real estate industry as a community, we have to really protect our industry and lean on each other. And some of us are more uh, visible when it comes to protecting our industry and doing things, and some people are more in a supportive role. But regardless, we all need to work together to protect this really wonderful industry. What we do as real estate brokers and practitioners is super important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen those little ranking lists where it's like, you know, lawyers, sharks, and realtors at the bottom of the list. But the truth is, we do more for a community. When we help somebody buy a house and that person landscapes it, puts a washer and a dryer in there, becomes a member of a school system, all those things, they're hugely impactful. And when we sell a house for somebody, we're helping them get to the next level of their life. And realtors are a real integral part of that, and we shouldn't forget how powerful we are, because we are.
0: Well said, well said, Charles. And I know everybody else is gonna say, yeah, good job. I, I think that that's important for people to know. And for the consumers that are watching, this is absolutely true. The impact on the community is huge, not just now, but leaving that legacy into the future. So well said, Charles. Uh, now, this is a, a great question to kind of go into, and a lot of the viewers of this uh, series they love um, the ideas and kind of what you guys as Titans do to grow and develop your business. So Charles, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you might have added to your business that took it from one level to the next,
1: what does that look like? Well, I think from a real basic level, Mm -hmm. you have to listen to people. And in order to listen to people, you must ask a question. And when you ask that question and listen to the answer and then really absorb it, then you're able to help that consumer. Hmm. And I think what we do a lot of times in sales is we make a lot of assumptions. We don't listen to people, we cut people off and we try to answer a question um, without really internalizing what they're trying to communicate to us. Hmm. So for me, that's been a very consistent, basic level way to run my businesses. Whether I'm talking to a staff person, an agent, uh, a vendor, a customer, you gotta ask the questions and then listen to the answer. (laughs) And then the other thing is you gotta show up. If you don't show up to work, if you're not on purpose, if you don't have a plan, if you don't know what you're gonna do that day or the next day or the next month, then that's a real challenge. Um, As an example, real estate's kind of boring for me. And I mean boring, not, that it's not fun, it's just that I've developed some systems and some ideas about how I do my business. Mm -hmm. And although I'm willing to weave some newer ideas into my business model, I try to be more on the leading edge and less on the bleeding edge. So making sure that we're just doing the basic things. I mean, I know what my day is every day and you should too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether you're a broker, an agent starting out, relaunching your career, even just an entrepreneur starting a business, you should know what you're gonna do every day. And that way you can feel stable and then you can actually help those customers. Hmm. So every day I start out with a morning huddle. Okay. So there's a handful of agents that come in and we, we talk for half an hour about not so much challenges but how we can motivate and inspire each other. Hmm. You know, and this is before I check my email, or check my voicemails. Cause I learned a long time ago, I'm not a doctor. So no one's gonna die if I don't check that voicemail. <laughs> Wise words here, (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) So that's kind of where I feel like I've transcended my business, is just doing a lot of the same things that work and just keep doing them. Okay, and and there's there's tons of nuggets of advice for everybody to take
0: away. I think that the, the wonderful idea of just listening and being genuine and really trying to help somebody with whatever issue or problem or struggle they're dealing with and and getting to that point I think is crucial so you know the two ears one mouth sort of scenario I think a lot
1: of people have heard that but they don't live by it so that's huge you totally understand this I mean I've seen you in a room with people and just how you engage people and how you talk to people your genuine nature because you are really trying to listen to them and I think that's what kind of sets you apart from other people is that you're really willing to understand what, where people come from. Well, thanks, So man. I applaud you for that. I, I appreciate
0: that. Hey, I'll, I'll take that any day. See how I turn that way. around? This was good, this no. was good. He's he's a really nice guy, I <laughs> say. <laughs> so, uh, but then secondarily, knowing your day, I, I just watched, um, it was two nights ago, mm-hmm. and it was on YouTube, and it was a breakdown of Mark Cuban's day. Oh, sure. And literally from when he wakes up to when he goes to sleep, and he has it down-packed. He knows exactly what he does every single day, seven days a week, and just exactly as you described and i think that that's so crucially important so that that was some really really good takeaway. so let's go into um, the next portion of this and this is the tricky part charles Uh-oh. Uh, this is the challenge question so when it comes down to it we all deal with challenges in our lives whether it's in the past now or into the future no one's exempt um, but it's not so much what happens but how we overcome i really find it makes the difference so if you'd be open to share a challenge that you dealt with in your life with everybody here um, and you became a stronger man because of it what does that look like for you?
1: Well I mean it's a story that I don't tell a lot of people but when I was a kid you know I was in a foster home so uh, not only was I in a foster home but I broke my hip. Uh, when I was a kid evil Knievel was a thing okay. <laughs> and uh, back then swing sets had really plastic slick seats and okay. we were jumping lawn chairs and in the process of doing that, it broke my hip. I so as a young person, it was pretty devastating. And I remember being in a body cast and I remember not being immobile and I remember having to be homeschooled and, and all that stuff and it was very terrifying and frustrating at the same time because you can't walk around and you're just having some real challenges. And I remember the kids um, playing football in the street and. I was sleeping on a couch that was right by a door so I would always want the door open so I could hear what was going on outside and when I got that body cast off I wasn't able to walk so I kind of had to scooch around and so basically what I'm trying to say is that I went through all these different elements of frustration and challenge and being in in strange homes and so on and so forth but the progression happened because I was patient. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Although as a kid it was really hard to be patient but I look back now and remember how patient I really was because those kids that I listened to in the street playing Nerf football I sat out there once I was able to get my body outside and I sat on the curb and I you know just watched them play and got to know them and then finally I was able to kind of stand and then kind of hobble around Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and finally I would get the kids to let me play football with them in the street but I was always chosen last so you know what that's like some of you and um, as I got older and I realized that I didn't need to use that as an excuse for frustration or being powerless. I used it as an opportunity to say, you know, what? something bad happened to me, I overcame it, and I was able to get to the next level. Hmm. And believe it or not, I'm only five foot seven, but I played high school and college football, Love it. and I worked hard. Um, I held many positions on the team, I was the holder for extra points and field goals, I was a punt returner, I was a kick returner, and I was a starting wide receiver. So I'm a testament of things can happen to you, but then you can learn from them and get to the next level. And Greg, let me tell you, everyone has these things. Your pain and frustration and past is your past, not Mm -hmm. mine. So your pain that you went through, or anyone goes through, is their thing, no matter how big or small and we just have to understand that things are going to happen to us but you got to overcome them but nothing helps you overcome them faster than when you have a good family mm-hmm.
0: well said well said Charles and, and you know There's so much for people to learn and take away from that. And I know that a lot of people watching, that's going to hit them hard because whether it's physical ailments or if it's family loss or if it's financial struggles, it is there. But you, as a young boy, dealing with something like that, a lot of them would just say, ah, forget it, you know, defeat them, that sort of thing, change a path. You literally said, forget it. I'm going to play football and I'm gonna play it to the high school and college level. I'm not gonna let anything slow me down.
1: Um, And I think that that's the message that everybody really needs to take away. We're all powerful. I mean, that's one of my favorite words is powerful. Inside yourself is the ability to overcome challenges. I'm not saying forget what happened. I'm not saying not be sad or angry or frustrated. I'm just saying that ultimately, you can dwell on things forever and live in the past, or you can say, I'm learning from this past and I'm gonna be powerful and I'm gonna move forward that's how you do it yes thanks so much for sharing that Charles I know it's not easy yeah, to bet. do
0: so everybody hopefully thanks. they appreciate that so let's go a little bit softer this is actually one of my favorite questions of you <laughs> so if you could go back in time and give your young self a piece of advice or two in any stage of your life it could be a year ago it could be
1: young Charles sure um, what does that look like for you what would you say to yourself that's a very interesting question um, I'm going to kind of say something funny, but okay. you're going to follow me here. As a young person, I would tell men especially, talk to girls more. Okay. 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 Elaborate, Charles. Give everybody what you're going for. Talk to girls more. Here's why. The ability to make relationships with people, to have rich relationships with people, require some dialogue. And the hardest people to do that with is girls. Sure. When you're a young person, girls are very mysterious. Well, they kind of still are. They, the yeah, yeah. I But they're very mysterious and they're kind of almost unapproachable and young men have a tendency to be fearful about that but the truth is is that some of my strongest richest relationships are with other women Um, whether it be a staff person whether it be a friend of mine whether it be you know somebody i went to high school or college with these relationships that i had with women taught me to be a little bit more nurturing Mm -hmm. a little softer a little bit more understanding a little bit more organized a little bit cleaner Sure. And I think that if a young man is able to talk to a young woman and be able to understand where she comes from, it's going to help you be a much better human being. Mm -hmm. Women have a tendency, as I mentioned before, to be a little bit more nurturing and understanding. Men are a little bit more, you know, straightforward. We're simpler creatures. Sure, sure. And so we need that more sophisticated relationship. So that's what I would tell myself is talk to the girls more so that you can be a better grown-up. I I love that, and I know that there's so many guys out there that are watching this right now, and we've all been
0: in that situation where it's that (laughs) awkward conversation, you want to talk to her, but you don't know what to do. But I think that it it goes further than that too, because I have a lot of people asking me about networking events, things like that, as an adult. It starts as a kid, and then as you grow, and those awkward tendencies of going into a room full of strangers as an adult, and trying to spark up a conversation with a complete stranger, it's very fearful for a lot. So here's the advice that I would always give to everybody, i said, look, as nervous as you might be, best believe that there are a huge population in that
1: room that yeah. are just as nervous as you are. Absolutely. Right. But they're willing to put themselves out there for the opportunity to network, learn something, or make a friend. Sure. And so you're a hundred percent right. These traits, these characteristics that we develop as young people actually affect us 15 years down the road. Mm-hmm. So if you're a 12 year old, you know, you're you're making decisions and, and creating actions today that are going to affect you Farther down the road but it's hard to realize that we don't get wisdom until we're about 40 okay all right so you got a little while to go I'm almost there <laughs> <laughs> but you start getting wisdom and you start looking back about hey I wish I would have done this or here's what I would have done different but you just be you put yourself out there make relationships with people talk to people ask people questions listen to their answers and see if there's something that you can do to, to kind of connect Love it. Huge advice, and
0: that's not just for young Charles, but that's for everybody else yeah. who's watching, you know, myself included. So, um, great stuff. Now, let's go into one of the favorite sections of the series, which happens to be the feeding of the mind. Mm. There's a lot of viewers of this series who want to know what the Titans are doing or have done to, to grow their mind, to really feed their the, the fuel to the fire to their business. So... Uh, Charles, if you could look at books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, or influencers or coaches on social media, what are you feeding your mind?
1: Sure. Well, I have a lot of friends that read and they love to quote things in books and I I believe that they believe what they're reading and that that it's important to them. And so I I certainly don't wanna minimize that. No. At least twice a month, we have a dinner party at our house and we invite certain people that we feel like would be a good mix together, but also that we're going to get something out of and that hopefully we can offer. What I offer is great food. Ah, good man, good man. What I hope to get is people having great opportunities to learn about other people. Even in my office today with 50 agents, they don't all really know each other. Mm -hmm. So I try to take opportunities to invite certain people together so that they can learn some stuff. And that's where I really get my nourishment from is those rich relationships, those developments that I get by asking people questions about scenarios, getting to know them a little bit better on a personal level, Mm -hmm. Um, but certainly keep reading and keep listening to stuff and keep going to conventions and doing all those things. I just really feel like that human contact, when you break bread with somebody, it's real personal. You know, when I cook for people, it's from the heart. I mean, I try to cut every piece of vegetable perfect. I try to make the flavor as amazing as possible, not so that they'll compliment me. I want them to remember that eight people sat around a table and got closer. Oh. So that's how I do it. Okay, and, and that's that's a huge way to feed your mind
0: if people see that, and you are the first Titan on the series who's ever broken it that way. I mean, it's books, it's podcasts, it's influencers, but truly coming to the human nature just getting in front of people and having interesting, fun, thoughtful, provoking conversations over some pretty
1: awesome food, yeah, it's hard to beat, hard to beat. How, how could you resist that? I yeah. mean, you're going to a great place around great people and eating great food. I can't think of a better scenario. You decide. Well said, well said. So that's
0: awesome, fantastic into that, and I think that everybody maybe should start having their own dinner parties, have some people over at the house, you know, maybe someday you'll be lucky enough to hang out with Charles at his (laughs) place, get some good grub, you know. I wonder how many people are gonna text me and invite themselves over for dinner. His information's gonna be listed below everybody, just in (laughs) case. Uh, So thanks for sharing that, Charles, and that's really, really good advice for everybody else. So then let's go into, um, you know, the end or the capper of this particular episode and there's so much data there's so much information that everybody can take away but this is really to sum you up as a man as a brand Hmm. Um, if there's a quote or a mantra that you might live by in your life what does that look like for Charles Celesio?
1: You know I, I don't know the mantra or the quote I will tell you that really finding out who you are and and then interfacing with other people in a fashion that feels good that makes a lot of sense is really what sums up my life i couldn't imagine being on an island by myself but what i can imagine is being on an island with lots of people and trying to coalesce us all together and doing my part to be part of the collective so that we can be better People ask me all the time, you know, what's the silver bullet for this? Or how do you solve this problem? How do you do that? What I've always found is when you put your heads together, you can solve almost everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's my saying is Love put it. your heads together and you can solve everything. Yeah, that's Because it's really true. Um, as a broker, as a CEO, as a husband, as a, as a father, um, as a brother, I just try to do the best that I can with my life and I try not to put myself in a box of I just live it a certain way. Mm -hmm. I do certain things a certain way, but I'm open to things too. So I guess that's where I'm at with my life and our business and how we do things. Love it, Charles. And it speaks volumes about you as a man, as a brand. I think that's
0: beautiful. Um, So I know that everybody took tons of information. Thanks so much for taking the time, Charles. You are an official real estate titan, my friend. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It was an absolute honor and pleasure. So hopefully everybody got as much out of information as I did. Thanks again so much for your love and support, your time and effort. Uh, Live every Tuesday, every Friday, a different titan, a different location. We'll catch you guys on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.